Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, this is Lloyd Spence, and football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. Man, you can clean up the betonline.ag. Did y'all hear about that dude that was streaking in the Super Bowl? Streaked and paid the fine of a thousand dollars won three hundred and seventy four thousand come on y'all bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv and bet online has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine just like streaking in the super bowl and of course the 24-hour online casino so head to the website use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. But don't go streaking. It's not worth it. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. We are glad to be here with you today. Charlie Ward is in the building. Kendrick Haskins is in the building. Guess what, y'all? I am actually in the building. <laughs> Building, just <laughs> ain't had no power. I'm in the building with power. Yeah, right. we always had power. It just uh, wasn't electric. Yeah, <laughs> different kind of power there, Charlie. Uh, yeah, and that is true. I did have power. It just was not manifesting electrically. Yeah. <laughs> glad, glad, glad you had power because um, I was watching the news the other night and. Or it might have been last night. I'm not sure what night it was, but they were talking about pipes bursting and flood, homes being flooded, and all those types of things. So, um, you know, I'm praying for you guys uh, well, thank over there. You. Thank you. Sure that, that is not something you want to deal with. No, it is not. And and we have tried to follow. Uh, all of the stated guidelines of what to do so that thing, those things do not happen. Pipes bursting in the, the, the ladder. Uh, you, got your, you got your faucets dripping and the, the cabin dripping. doors open. Yes, doors are open <laughs> everywhere. And I mean, we are really trying to stay on top of this thing because uh, we don't need any more problems. It was it was a cold, cold seventy two hours, and and I had never been through a rolling blackout before. Hmm. I've so, never heard of that until I've never even heard of that until just two days, three days ago. Let me just tell you, it's not the best. <laughs> not the best. Um, it is. Uh, it's weird because you 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 think you're doing fine and everything is you know the power comes on. 
And what I don't like is the price is right type element that it, 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 it adds to your day. <laughs> because, you know, you're now timing your day. Like, as soon as the power comes on, okay, quick, everybody charge up your phone, grab a meal, everybody do something, <laughs> right, until the power goes off. It's, I didn't expect that to happen to my day. So it was, it was needless to say, it was a lot to deal with. But um, we got through it. Uh, hopefully we are through it. Uh, so far, the power has been on for 24 hours, so. Prayers. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do here in this moment, but. Uh, <laughs> it is, do all of it right <laughs> it's never so, too much <laughs> right so it's been enough it's been a crazy few days but not just for me <laughs> it's been a crazy few days for the acc and to me it started with a very shocking announcement that jalen johnson the duke freshman is opting out for his nba draft prep I was a little shocked by that because traditionally, do players don't opt out of a season and draft prep. So uh, right now, ESPN has him as the, the 13th rated prospect from ESPN's 100 last season, and he's considered a, I guess, a lottery pick. Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this, this is the thing that bothers me the most. Okay. Uh, about the NBA. I got to feel like this would bother you, uh, Charlie, which is one of the reasons I'm so excited for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here. There are guys who've been in school for at least two years, potentially three years, that have the same type of potential that they're looking at looking at with all these young guys. Right. And, and I'm not and I'm not trying to knock their talent and they can't do it and they these but year after year you keep hearing about these one and done guys going into the lottery. And I'm trying to figure out what about all these guys have been in school for three years, have been productive, and now they're not even they can't even sniff like being in a lottery. Here's so, the best example of what you just said. I thought about this as I was putting this question together. All of those guys, Kentucky guys, Duke guys, uh, they were high, looked at as lottery this, potential this. And guess who won an NBA title and got paid a massive contract last year? Fred Van, Fred Van Fleet. Who wasn't drafted at all? No. And he was but, at Wichita State. He was at Wichita State, State <laughs> all four years, did everything he's supposed to do, competed for a national championship, had massive amounts of experience and knowledge of the game, and took all of what he learned and parlayed that into what he is now. And arguably is their best player, not, you know, uh, currently their best player. You could make a case for him or Siakam. Uh, but – He's exactly what you're talking about, Charlie. He did everything he was supposed to do, and all the guys surrounded him that were drafted much, much, much higher. What are they doing? Yeah, and that, that to me, that's just um, I, I understand uh, what they're doing as far as drafting potential uh, young guys who are very talented. Um, but I'm, I just, it, it just baffles me that this is not. 
not just this year, not just year after year. I mean, we just had Florida State just had one, a kid who will be a very good basketball player, Patrick Williams, uh, played for one year for us, and he he didn't start, uh, but he's a very good basketball player. You could see it, uh, but I mean, he, he, three years from now, he'll probably be a, a very good player for Chicago uh, as he continued to uh, progress or improve. Uh, but that's normally the way it goes. Uh, they they normally have about a three three year window or period of time where they mature over those three years, and they would normally be a junior in college or a senior in college at, at that time. And so I guess they're working to get these young guys in the system so that they could prepare them and prep them for what they're trying to get them get out of them three years from now. And, and, I mean, you think about all the young guys that have come in from high school, maybe only one or two, potentially three, you know, really did some significant things early on. Um, and mainly that was because they played. Um, you know, they they had to play. Uh, LeBron James, you know, he, he came in and he had to play because they built him up. I mean, he's talented, but they built him up to where he was the number one pick and they had to play him, you know, and he had to learn on the run. And so he's matured over the years, been able to play a long, long time. But I just I just know that it still takes about two to three years before those guys mature to the basketball players that they are. But they're doing it. Of course, people are saying they're getting paid to do it. I'm not knocking all, any of that. I'm just saying – Every single year, we have one and dones multiple times in the lottery. When there are guys who've been in school for two or three years, probably have the same potential, same ability, but they go either undrafted or late in in, in uh, first round. And yeah. so, I'm just I'm just saying, where, where's the balance? It's like they it's, it's held against them if they stay in college more than really more than one year, it's held against them in two years. And they, each year it gets worse and worse. Cause like we were looking at that video of the uh, 2013 national championship team from Louisville. And, you know, that team was a veteran team. And then Montrez Harrell, who was the sixth man of the year last year, it's coming off the bench for the Lakers this year. He's actually coming off the bench for that team. He was a freshman that year. Right. He, he sat three years. He played three years at Louisville, bounced around the G League his first year in the league. Yeah. Got, the Rockets ended up trading him. And it was like it was like a throw in for that in that trade to the Clippers. Right. And he, and he and but he matured and now he's flourishing. I think he was was his third years when he finally uh, got, you know, got on in the league. Yeah. And so it's like the the maturing process, I mean, it worked out for him, but like so many, even with the one and dones, it's like yeah. they they all so so many of them could have benefited from another year, at least a year year in college, maybe two years, but in their defense, it's held against them if they if they decide they want to mature one more another couple of years in college. I, I I've said on this show numerous times, uh, and and by the way, I want to read what Marco Meadows says. He says something over in the watch party. Uh, he says, "Shouldn't should nobody be one and done with the way games have be have been canceled because of COVID? These kids haven't even played enough games this year because of COVID." 
Uh, and there's a lot of truth to that. Um, I, I've said on this show numerous times that uh, I can't knock somebody's situation. No. So I get why you think you should leave. If your situation... I don't knock the kids at all, to be yeah, honest. Right. That's your situation. That's your home life. That's your family's life. We get what you're trying to do. However, none of this is guaranteed. And your point you made, Kendrick, was spot on. Montrez left his junior year. He didn't go get millions of dollars. So... It, he, now, you can argue if the money that he got in the G League helped his family or not. I'd argue that it may have helped a little bit, but not to the significant level that it probably is helping now. But that one extra year of him staying at Louisville and them probably competing for a national championship, because that would have put him with Terry and was that his freshman year? Would that have been Donovan's freshman year? May have been. There may have been Donovan's freshman year. So who's not gonna who's not gonna pick that team to win a national championship with a backcourt of Terry Rozier? Uh, Terry left too. <laughs> oh, Terry left too. Well, but the same thing. You could argue the same thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. If that team stays together, and I look, I'm watching Julius Randle play last night with the Knicks. Uh, still can't. You know, go right. I mean, it's ridiculous, but 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 it's just so weird. It's, it's <laughs> what it is. It's, it's it was a knock on him at Kentucky. Well, Five right. years later, it's still the same knock, and he well, gets forty in the game. <laughs> we, we we coached him when he was in seventh grade here. It was his knock then. We've been telling him <laughs> since seventh grade year, bro. You got to learn to go to your right. It's kind of a thing in the NBA, but uh, nevertheless. Um, He's just now finding a jump shot. Like, he's been in the league, what, seven years? Yeah, it just dawned on me when I said, like, hold on. He played on the 2014 team. So, that, yeah, he's in his Yeah, he's in his seventh, seventh year. year. He's just now finding a jump shot. But he left. Now, again, I can't knock anybody's situation. I, I But at the same time, to your point, to, to, to Charlie's point, none of it's guaranteed. And by the way, Julius has had significant injury. Like he said, out a whole year, right? Started his career, NBA career with an injury. So that's going to play in his long-term finances. I mean, it's just, I don't know if it, if the one and done thing makes as much sense for everybody as much as they think that it does. And it's not as successful of a plan as a lot of these players think that it is. It's, I think they've been sold a bill of goods and they believe it. And I get it because if you're going to be sitting on an NBA bench making money, I guess that's better than sitting on an NCAA bench and not making a dime. So I get that part of it. But are you shrinking your earning potential? Just looking at it from a business perspective. Are you shrinking your earning potential because, yeah, you get to sit on the bench early, but if you don't get better – Right, because because there's more guys that don't get better than there are guys that do. You know what I'm saying? And and the ones that get better are the ones that actually learn how to play basketball, like a Fred Van Fleet. You know what I mean? Like a Montrez Harrell, who probably came in the league thinking he was going to dominate the league, and he realized I'm a six man who can jump and rebound. That's pretty much what I'm going to do. 
But then the funny thing with Trez is like his his last year at Louisville, he thought that in order to get to the league, he needed to uh, get a jumper. So he started shooting threes all the time, and right, which that was, was not successful. So now he gets to the league, and guess what he does? Rebound and dunk. He's always done right. But my, my thing is, and I think kind of what Charlie's thing is, it's not so much the players. It's just like, why are these GMs so stuck on the one and done and, and, and instead of getting the more experienced players? I don't think – because, like, the players, you can't really blame the players. I mean, somebody going – if you have an opportunity to make millions of dollars sitting on the bench, I'll do that right now. Right. But the thing is, is, like, the GMs, why are the GMs so, so, so gung-ho on only getting guys who are basically fresh out of high school – and instead of getting a more seasoned, more well-rounded player, both on the floor and off the floor, then they are—they just want to get these young guys all the time. Willing to bet their entire careers on a guy who's been in college an hour and a half. Right. That's crazy to me. That I'm with you, Charlie. I think that's crazy. But unless he's LeBron James, I ain't doing that. I'm going to go with the guy who fits our system – and is and is basketball smart? I'm, you know, one of the things I've learned: uh, you cannot replace an IQ. Like you can't. That is so valuable. A kid that actually knows what to do on the floor is so invaluable. Maybe more so than the, than the actual athletic ability at the NBA level. I mean, at some point you want athletic ability, of course, but at the same time, there's there's twelve spots. So everybody can't be LeBron. Somebody's got to be uh, Kyle Korver. Somebody's got to be um, uh, – well, you don't want somebody to be J.R. Smith all the time. You want the best part of J.R. Smith and not the – Well, 95% of the NBA draft is role players. I mean, yeah, it's role players. So, <laughs> so, And you need your role players to be intelligent. You need them to be smart at the game. And and I don't – I'm with you guys. I don't know why we're going after guys who have – who were great on an AAU team. How is that the best fit for an NBA roster? It's just crazy to me. But Jalen Johnson, and by the way, endorsed by Mike Krzyzewski. I guess he really didn't have a choice. Uh, <laughs> he's a seasoned coach, and he he's running a program, and that's the right thing to do. Uh, and I'm sure they had conversations, you know, about the situation. And they came to conclusion that it's probably be best for him. I heard the other day. I didn't. I haven't. I didn't see this, but you know, at the end of one of their games, uh, he wasn't in. I think it was Notre Dame game. Um, during clutch time, he wasn't in the game, um, which uh, you know baffled me when I heard it. It was on the radio, and they were talking about this situation and how uh, Coach K. Didn't trust him in that situation, which he's one supposed to be one of their best players, but it might have been a you know immature <coughs> thing, meaning you know him playing one side of the floor and not being you know strong on another side of the floor, and that happens as a coach. You you play your strong defenders, uh, you you go offense defense situation, um, and so there's a defense situation, and he didn't have him on the floor, and so. I mean, those are things that you have to take as players and learn from yeah. uh, and get better at because if that is what he's going to learn uh, to do, then kudos, you know, go and get it done. But I'm I'm just still – for me, you can call me old school, 
I don't know what you call me. Uh, you know, I, I was raised in my mom and dad's house where you just didn't quit once you started something. And that's just my whole mentality. And you got to be able to see it through um, to the end. And you don't have to come back to do it, but you at least had to see it through because you made a decision that you were going to start something. You're going to be a part of something. And now you got to finish it. And what does that lead to? That leads to 25 years of marriage. Yeah. I mean, that leads to long-term, long-term success and decision-making. Things that you don't like, you find a way to push through, persevere, be resilient. And, you know, in this day and age, it's okay. You know, it's okay to start something and if I don't like it, or if it's not going my way, um, I, I'm just gonna go go get out. Yeah. And you see it time and time again with guys who are talented going from school to school to school in high school. Guys who are talented going from AAU program, AAU program, AAU program. You know, I'm cool with one time, but when you have Three and four times and every summer you're playing with somebody different. Yeah. That's an issue um, in some form or fashion. And that's happening a lot with these top players because everyone's after them because of their talent. And they're playing all these – they're going to all these different schools. And that is just a red flag to me whenever you have a kid going from – I can understand one, one school, maybe a transfer – but when you start going to three or four schools in yeah. your high school career, yeah, that's not good. Something's wrong. Yeah, that's not and good. And a lot of these kids aren't used to being told no, and so that's another thing. Like if I'm a GM, you know, you're getting this kid who's most likely been been told yes all his life because he's been a special athlete, he's been a, you know, and how's he going to deal with that when he's going to have to start coming off the bench and he's you know you're only going to get four or five shots a game maybe. Because you're a role player. <laughs> you well, well, you know what? The best example of that, and it's not a knock on him, but it's just the reality, was Carmelo Anthony. Look at a kid who's been told yes his whole life. Look at a kid who's, oh, you're the star. You're the this. You're the that. You're on the level of, and he is. Talent-wise, he was on that level of LeBron and Dwayne Wade and those guys. But when, when, But when it was going south and it was time to say, okay, it's time for you to move to a different role, but I'm Carmelo Anthony. I'm bro. At some point, you got to know everybody. Hit, this is the road. This is the way it goes. Like you know, the top. I give him a ton of credit though, because he has adjusted. He has I give adjusted. Him a ton of credit. He has adjusted. Well, well that's t- called maturity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had to mature into that uh, that role, and I think that's something that um, you know a lot of a lot of people have to do. I mean, as you grow old, at some point in time. You're like, what I used to be, mindset-wise, even my body may not be able to handle that, especially as an athlete. And so I have to change my mentality, my, my mindset. And I'm, I am grateful that my parents taught me at an early age about humility. Yeah. Uh, because when I had to go through a lot of different things, and of course, you know, I wanted to be buck the system, do things my way. That was basically immature. You know, I went back to my roots 
talked to my parents about whatever the situation was, and they were like, hey, it is what it is. Um, you have to deal with it. But I go back and I think about all the time that I was a starter, all the times that I was a bench warmer, all the times that I didn't get a chance to play when I wanted to play. I wasn't in the rotation. I was the third man out, or I was the third string or fourth string quarterback. Um, and all those times I, I had to learn all the different roles. And I just think it's beneficial for kids uh, this day. And that's the one thing I preach to my kids on so my team. You know, you're going to have to learn how to play different roles so that you don't always get pigeonholed into thinking that I need to start. I need to be a starter to be able to be successful. Yeah. And, and you, you talk know, about your team, your teammate, you talk about all the time. Warwick Dunn is a perfect example of that. Exactly. You talk about it all the time. I mean, I have numerous teammates that that are that way. Um, and they were successful because God honored their 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 sacrifice. And so and they didn't they were just great teammates. That was why we won, because they were great teammates. And so I just I just try to I just hope there are more kids out there. Um, and, and, excuse me, not kids, but coaches and parents, you know, helping their kids understand that everything's not going to go according to your plan and you have to make adjustments in life. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We're going to, uh, we got a brand new sponsor, guys. Uh, right. The, the good people at eBay are coming to join the, the, uh, I just peeped your name over there, by the way, Mr. Surviving the Noise. <laughs> <laughs> what we've been doing here. It's, it's kind of a thing. It's kind of our new thing. So we take a quick break. Come right back. You listen to Believe in the ACC. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Mr. Noise, and I'm trying to tell y'all what's going on with our newest sponsor, eBay. Now, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verifies the box, logo, stitching, and a dozen of other inspection points. And each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return process and for sneaker sellers out there ebay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers 100 plus making it free to sell or flip your collection you can't beat that so go to ebay.com slash sneakers today that's ebay.com slash sneakers today it's ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection tell them the noisemakers sent you All right, we are back. I have a quick question. Yeah, sure. Since you uh since our new sponsor, I'm, I'm just curious to know this. If we oh. should win, if if she, if we should win a state championship this year in basketball. <laughs> okay. Uh I don't have them with me, but I have some highlighter shoes because this year the guys want to wear highlighter shoes and they got all different colors. So if you watch our team play, that's why you probably see Pink, green, yellow. Okay, yeah. All yeah. the different sh shoes. So they decided they want to do that. So I went out and got me some highlighter. We have Adidas. 
Okay. Is it possible that if we win a state championship, that I can sell those highlighted shoes, my highlighted shoes on eBay? I would yep. think so, especially, especially. You can, you your players can. Yeah, your players can't sell anything. <laughs> but you can sell a, and let me tell you this, Charlie, you can sell a signed pair yeah. Of highlighted shoes for quite a bit, sir. I might do that with no selling fees, Charlie. And I, I, of course, it's going to get donated to the basketball program. Yeah, because we we got to contact eBay. I'll get a hold of eBay. Uh, Shout out to our guy Alex over at Believe Podcast Network. I'll get a hold of him and say, "Hey, man, this is what we're thinking. What do y'all think about this too? We'll run a campaign." See, we can that up. I like that. We, we got to make sure we hold up our end of the bargain. But well, listen, you're off to a good start. You're district champs now. Yeah, Charlie, even if you don't win it, your shoes are going to sell. That's also a good point. Charlie knows that. There's a little thing called the Heisman Trophy that's on your resume. So I think we're, I think we're fine in that department. I think we got caught up in another Charlie Humble Brad. <laughs> I'm here for all of them. I am too. I love it. I want to uh, make sure that we're uh, promoting our sponsors. And, uh, they'll do it. Yeah, we can partner with them. Yeah. I actually saw a pair, not to belabor this moment, but I saw a pair of shoes on eBay. You know, I went over and, you know, wanted to get familiar with the process or whatever. I saw one pair for like $61,000. What? 61, I am not kidding, 61,000. Were they Jordans? No, no, they weren't Jordans. They were some weird rare. So that uh, that red dead stock thing that they're talking about, uh-huh. that's a real thing. Like there are some shoes out there that are vintage. So sh- shoes are now the new baseball cards. Yeah. Right? So they're incredibly valuable. And I didn't know that. So I don't know if people are actually wearing these shoes. I think they're just buying them and putting them on a shelf somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, they're, but they're incredibly valuable. And this one was $61,000. And I was like, oh, my God, who would pay $61,000 for some old beat-up shoes? But apparently that's a thing. So Maybe that's going to be the new um, new thing for the college kids. <laughs> NIL, they're going to go out and start a shoe collection and then sell them. Listen, they got them. They got them. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the locker room after the game. Everybody's got all, all kinds of shoes. Can you imagine somebody like Zion Williamson selling his shoes? Signing right. his shoes and putting them on eBay? Lord. Um, a great question came up in the in the watch party by Marco Meadows, and it brings me to our next question that I had up here. So here I'll read his question first, and I'll bring up my question. He said. Do you think David Johnson is ready to come out this year for the NBA draft? Now, stop me if you've heard this, but Louisville postponed another game this week. They will not be playing Syracuse. And right now, Louisville, I counted it up. I think they all total postponed seven games this season. I think it's seven. Let's see, four. They've had four stoppages. Yeah, four in a row, but all through the whole season, three or seven as total. But at what point, because now it's February the 18th, mm. at what point do we stop calling these postponements and start calling them losses? And the loss it uh, goes to the team who 
had the COVID incident. Does that does that happen, or do we just shut it all down and say we can't finish this the regular season? Let's just shut it down, prep for a conference tournament, and then to go with Marco's question. I know there's a lot of questions, but Marco's question: How does this affect their draft status? Because because guys need hours, guys need basketball hours, and some of the most basketball uh, valuable basketball hours you can get are the tournament hours. That's the, those are the ones where you find out a lot of times what kind of player you actually have. You know, because can this guy handle pressure? Can he play in a high? Because now you're playing the best of the best. And so now you find out, is this can this kid handle the, the, the best of the best? So a uh, David Johnson, is he a first-round pick? I don't think so. I don't think he's a first-round pick right now. Maybe a late second. Maybe not drafted at all. But no, he'll get drafted. You think he'll get drafted? Okay. I, I don't know if he's – but I, I certainly don't think he's a first-round pick. I haven't seen anything that made me think he was a first-round pick. But he could play himself into the first round with a great tournament. But if he can't even get on the court because of COVID. So that that's the question that I would throw out there. So – at what point do these games, or should they become losses? Uh, and if not, what's the strategy, guys? But I don't think uh, uh, optics-wise, I don't think you want to start punishing people for catching right. COVID. So you're right. not going to get losses, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that's going to be the deal. I, I, I was telling my idea earlier is like I just kind of feel like they should just. Shut down until the conference tournaments. You already have your dates established for the conference tournaments. Go ahead, just shut down. It's only a couple of weeks. That way, if you have some positives now, they can go ahead and quarantine. You can get ready for the conference tournament and then go from there. That's not going to happen because the like I think U of L has a situation where they have to play so many games in the Yum Center, or it's going to cost them money. Oh. So. But so there's that part of it, but I I just feel like it would be a good idea just to shut down for a couple of weeks until the conference tournaments. If you're so gung ho about having a conference tournament, then just shut down till then. Charlie, Florida State, huge win against Virginia, dominant win against Virginia. Maybe the coming out party against Virginia, and now they shut down because of COVID. Who? Florida State. They're not playing their next game. We're done. We're done again. Yeah, because we're well, not because of you guys. Because of Virginia uh, Tech. Oh, Virginia Tech has another outbreak. Yeah, uh, but I, I think I think they replaced that game, right? They haven't yet. They may be about to, but they they haven't. I don't think they have as of yet. I thought they found a. Uh, I thought they found someone Pitt or somewhere. They're supposed to be going to somewhere. Seems like I heard something about Pitt. I think you're right. Yeah, I think uh, they're, going, they're they're going to make up a game. Happen? Yeah, I think they're going to pit. Okay, um, so that okay, I, I had not got the update on that. So you're right. I see it yeah, now. So I did. I did. I think I saw that somewhere. But um, no, you're you're right. But the pit game is not a game. Quite honestly, that helps you. Virginia uh, Tech. Well, is, is, well, because you you for, for Florida State, they're trying to make a case to get to that probably at this late in the season to get to that probably number two line, which I think they deserve to be on anyway. But you know, if you can't play your best in your conference because of whatever the reasons are, then you're stuck. And now they did in Joe Lenardi's, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Joe Lenardi's bracketology—they did move up, but 
they're being stifled on, on moving up to possibly get higher seating because they can't get the games in. Well, let me just say this. That means that a higher seed is going to have to play a very good team if they're a lower seed. Um, and I'm just a big believer that now uh, you need games uh, just so you can get guys on the floor, especially in, in our situation where we've had a couple of stoppages um, and we miss games. And so a couple of those games were pit. Yes, from a national standpoint, eyes and all those types of things and all these rankings, uh, that may play a big factor. But the key is to be able to play a game, guys play well, and continue to build on what you've established. Because let's just say we missed a game on Saturday. We just had a very good game against a very good team. And now we we don't play again until the next week. And so just missing games, I think, hurts more than who you play at this point in time. Okay. Uh, so um, when it's all said and done, you want your team to be playing at a high level regardless of who they're playing and play a certain way regardless of who they're playing. And okay. I think that's Coach Ham, Ham's uh, mindset and goals, their goals as well, is regardless of who they're playing, they want to be able to play, be playing at a high level um, and playing their type of basketball. So when the tournament rolls around, you know, they, they have aspirations in winning the ACC um, outright, um, winning the tournament outright, and then playing well and, you know, making a run for the Final Four and potentially a national championship. And so I think when it's all said and done at this point, especially this year, it's about playing games, especially if you've been out for, you know, you missed six to seven games yeah. you know, during the course of the year. And regardless of who, who they put on the schedule, you, you're happy. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, you, and you said U of L needs games at this point. I mean, you. You're talking about David Johnson. I mean, for U of L's sake, they probably want him to come back. <laughs> I would imagine they really want him to come back because oh, Carly Jones is, I mean, Carly Jones has been so good. And they've been such a great backcourt. You know, and just looking at what's coming back for next year, he's going to be the most experienced guard. But he, he, I don't, I haven't really looked at too many mock drafts, so I, I can't tell you where I think he's going to go. I mean, everything I've heard before, he's he's looked at as a first round pick. He was looked at, he was looked at as a bottom first round pick, early second round pick after last year, and so he can improve his stock. But it's it's one, it's, you just don't know. You never all it takes like. Like we always say in the job search, it only takes one. It only takes one GM. <laughs> right. And that part yeah, he's a first-round pick, and then you'll be a first-round pick. That part is true. All you need is one guy to believe in you, and then next thing you know, you're that guy. Uh, I, You know, I'm, I agree with you, Charlie, that I think the games are probably more important. I, 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 I'm, listen, I'm, in, my, in my bracket that I try to do every year, um, I got Florida State going pretty far. So I need them to not only just get games, but I want them to get games against quality people. So I kind of there's there you know, there's a there's a there's a part of me that really wants to see them do play the ACC tournament just so they can continue to move up that line. Cause we all know 
And it's just the reality. The better your seeding, the better your chances are going deep in the tournament. That's just how it is because you're getting weaker teams to play early on. Uh, I don't want them on a on a on a five line. I want them on the on the two line or the three line. Because and it's just my own selfishness because I think they got something. I think where they projected them at right now. Well, right now, as we're going to go into in just a minute, they're they're projecting them as they moved up to the four line, which is good. Surprise is so low. I mean, they, they, well, to me, they're an obviously too. An well, obviously but, but you got to remember, this was done before the Virginia game. So I thought that before the Virginia game. <laughs> I, well, listen, this group is, is, is unanimous in its thoughts on Florida State. I think we all believe this is a team. And, and see, the problem with some of this stuff is, is that regionally we watch and keep up with more of what's going on than the national media does. So they're watching spot, they're watching highlights and this, that, and the other. So they're really not paying deep attention to the rosters and and what's going on on each team. But we know that Florida State is a really, really, really solid team and, mm-hmm. and, and that they are poised to make a run. But it's hard to – but I think sometimes the national media to understand that part. So I heard this uh, on, on national media, uh, radio, mm-hmm. the other day. Someone said that potentially Florida State could have an inflated um, – their potential could be inflated due to – the competition in the ACC overall. Yeah, I don't. Know. The ACC is down. I mean, let's be honest. The ACC is down this year. I think the ACC is down, mm-hmm. but I think, but some of that too, I think, is nationally they looking at it. Duke and Carolina aren't Duke and Carolina, therefore the ACC must yeah. not be that good. The yeah. ACC is still competitive. I mean, Virginia Tech's good. Going to Pitt is never going to be easy, but you know. We're, we deal with the ACC all the time. We know that. But nationally, the perception is with Duke and North Carolina struggling, then the ACC must be there. I, yeah, I would have to agree with that 100%. I think that's a that's a person that is watching the ACC and not Florida State. If you've watched Florida State play and compared them to other teams that are – I would put Florida State in the same conversations that I would put Michigan, that I would put Baylor, that I would put Texas, that I would put Gonzaga. I'd put them in that. They can beat those teams. They Do they have a superstar? No. But are they a solid team that is capable of beating another solid team? Absolutely. So I think a lot of times we get caught up in the name – of the players on the team and and or the name of the coach that's coaching the team or the reputation of the team, like you said, Ken, a Duke or North Carolina, and we're not looking at the actual basketball play. And I, I'm sorry, but from my eyes tell me Florida State is a a at minimum an elite eight team. So uh, I, I, I would I, agree. Yeah. Um, I would agree, and um, I just I just think even. Let's just take football, for example. I mean, Clemson has run the ACC for the past five years or whatever the stretch is. And, yes, they've been able – I mean, ACC from top to bottom may not have been as strong. Uh, this year I thought it was decent, much better. Right. 
um, with, with Notre Dame being added into the mix and some other teams having, you know, up and up and down type years, but still, you know, competitive. But it doesn't matter if you're playing a certain way. That's 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 my whole thing. You know, if, if you're playing a certain way and you're dominating or you're playing really, really well, regardless of who you're playing, I think that's just a mentality because when you do play someone that has the same type of athletic athleticism, um, that's competitive, the game is going to be good. I mean, it's going to be tight because you've played a certain level. Your mindset is not playing down to the competition. The teams that play down to competition, they're inconsistent and they don't win on the road. Um, they don't win big games because they've been inconsistent in their play regardless of who they're playing. And so I just think mentality, the way you're playing, plays a big part. Let's just take Gonzaga. Who are they playing? I mean, as far as they have some great wins, you know, against some teams, they miss, you know, the opportunity to play um, Baylor. But, I mean, they've had some some – non-conference games that they had scheduled that they've actually, you know, won or what have you. But in their conference, who are they playing? Yeah. Well, I mean, the same thing can be said about UConn, the women. Their, their conference is terrible. Right. But, <laughs> but they're the yeah. number one team in the nation for a reason, because they're pretty good. Right. And they probably deserve to be in that top four group of uh, the women in this country, which transitions us to the bracketology. See what I did there, guys? Uh, <laughs> so so professional. Thank you. Thank you. The, the, the top four women's seeds right now are South Carolina, UConn, which is the top seed overall. Stanford is now on that line. And Louisville uh, rounds out the top four. Not in that order. They're not in that order, per se. But NC State has been moved now to the two line. You guys have any disagreement to that? No. I mean, one or two – I mean, that's a good position. Yeah, I would imagine they would be the top number two seed. Even though, I mean, I would I would listen to their argument that they beat Louisville by 14 points in Louisville. And South Carolina. <laughs> and South Carolina. I mean, North Carolina, State, North Carolina State has a strong case for number one. Uh, they lost two games. Yeah. Well, they did, but. but- that that was not them. I mean, not top senior team. So that's true. I, yeah, I that get Virginia you. Tech loss hurt. So I, get, so yeah. I get to my point again. If you're going to be a top tier team, you got to make sure you don't have nights where you end up losing to teams that you should should beat. That's a good that, one. That's that's just my point. Uh, that's just my thought process. If you want to be a top team, then you shouldn't be losing outside of the top tier teams that you're playing. If you beat those teams, hey, you're cool. You're good. Yeah. But you shouldn't be losing to teams that you should be beating. Uh, you know, and that's just my thoughts. Well, that's that. one thing that you can say about uh, UConn that has been consistent throughout their entire run. They don't lose bad games. That is no, true. you don't rarely hear about UConn getting rarely upset. You hear about them going somewhere and some team that they right. – Upsetting them. That doesn't happen to them. You're, that's a great point. Uh, I Now, this is the part that kind of throws me. Uh, Louisville is still number one seed on the, the, the uh, bracketology. NC State's a two. 
Florida State's a 10, Clemson's an 11, Georgia Tech's a 5, Syracuse is a 7, uh, Virginia Tech's 11, and uh, I don't see all those teams getting in. What am I missing? What am I missing? Because they're basically saying that the, the ACC is going to get one, two, three, eleven 11 seeds in and a 10 seed. What am I missing? Because I, I, do y'all see that? I don't see that. I, I, I go back again to the women's side. The, the, the power five conferences are going to dominate as far as the uh, seedings. And, I mean, the seedings range from one to 11. Okay. And so you just don't have that type of parity in some of the smaller uh, or the – what is the next level down? Um, you know, like your – Your mid-majors, mean? Mid-majors. Yeah. Mid-major teams, you just don't have that type of parity. And you're taping, you're taking their top team. You know, it's a one-bit lead uh, for most of them. And you're taking their top team, and there's not that many teams that you know. There are some teams that'll make it, but I just think the women side, uh, the Power Five conferences, are going to dominate. Um, you know the seedings, and I and I think I that's the way. But nineteen, though, Charlie, nineteen from the ACC. I would. I still don't rule out Notre Dame making it because I mean, I was impressed by what I saw when they played against Louisville last week. Wow! So, are y'all ready to call ten teams in the ACC making the tournament? Ten. Well, how many it teams get in? Nine, and and Kendrick just put Notre Dame in. They're <laughs> just I think if Notre Dame gets in, it's going to be because they knock one of them out. I think. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a lie. I, 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 I see it though. I mean, and like, it's like Charlie said, there's not as much parity on the women's side as the men's side. If it's the men's true. side, you're like, there's no way in the world. But on the women's side, it's not as much parity. The Power Five conferences definitely rule the <laughs> rule the world in women's That's college true. basketball. So I can definitely see it. All right, all right. On speaking of the men's side, top four seeds don't change: uh, Gonzaga, Ohio State, Baylor, Michigan. Uh, Villanova still on the outside looking in. Uh, in the ACC, uh, Florida State moved up to the four line. Uh, Virginia is on the three line now, but I would imagine that's gonna that's change. flip flop. Yeah, that's gonna change after the after the uh loss the other day. Uh, Virginia Tech is now a six seed. Louisville moved down to an eight seed. Clemson moved down to a seven. And North Carolina is in in the latest bracket. What do you guys think about that? Well, that uh, sounds kudos. about right. Yeah. Kudos Quite to my man, uh, Juwan Howard. Um, I know last week we were talking, I was talking about how they stayed on the number one line and they hadn't played in three weeks and blah, 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 blah. blah. And they just politely come out and – you know, put a whipping, I don't say whipping, but they beat um, Wisconsin. Yeah. And uh, their first outing back and play, you know, they once they got their feet uh, under them, uh, they they played really, really well. So uh, kudos to my man, Jawan Howard and the Michigan Wolverines uh, for, you know, showing up, you know, and, and making me uh, 
eating my words and cell phone <laughs> Well, to that same point, can they pull this? Can Juwan come in his first year and actually win second a year. Or is it, or is it yeah. second year? Well, okay, I guess technically this would be his second year. Um, y'all know to say this. This is technically still his they first played, year. They played, la- they played the whole regular season last year. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll acquiesce and say yes, it's technically his second year. But do y'all think he can pull off a national championship in only his second year? I mean, I, they look good. They look good. I think they can. I think they have the DNA uh, for it to be able to play different styles um, of basketball. Um, they have the players for it uh, as long as everyone's healthy. I mean, that's, that's any team. Um, but as long as they're healthy with um, – I know one game that I watched, Delivers Kid uh, wasn't playing, mm-hmm. and they got a boat race. I mean, they got beat. Uh, I think it was by Minnesota. Uh, pretty good. And so, you know, as long as I think they're healthy, uh, I think they have a chance because they, they play defense um, and they move the basketball, they share it on offense, um, and they have tough-minded guys and they know what they want to do uh, as far as executing. So, you know, when you have a solid coaching staff. And they're tested because that Big Ten is a beast this year, so they're tested. It is. Big Ten does have some some solid teams. Just real quick, this will, this will be interesting to both of you. Uh, pulled up one mock draft from NBCSports.com. They have David Johnson going 19th to Golden State. Yeah, I told you he's a first round pick. I don't know if that's where he'll land, but yeah, he's been he's been projected as a first round pick since last year. His break that breakout game he had against Duke last year, and he's been he's been up there ever since. Okay, I mean, I when I was he's a, he's a he's a six he's a six four guard with long arms and has a decent shooting touch and and has got great court vision. And I mean, he's got point he's got point guard vision. His ball handling could improve. His shooting still can improve. A but, lot. But his, but his, his shooting has he's shooting he's shooting in the mid forties and three. No, no, listen, is the potential there? Absolutely. That's what they draft on, Lord. Hey, right. Goes back to what Charlie said. We've come full circle now because I'm going. I'm a GM, and he's got great potential. But why am I drafting a kid that's got potential? Why am I not drafting somebody that's plug and play? I don't know. It's just. But the thing is, is there's not that many plug and plays out there. That's that's true. At that position. That's true. well. You know what? I, then I'll probably the where I'd probably be the worst GM because I'm probably trading a lot of these picks away. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get somebody I can put in this rotation. So and it, it um, just depends on your roster. Yeah, yeah. It depends on your roster. I just think that's interesting, but uh, they got him at 19 in the M- 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 in uh, NBC's. Uh, my draft. All right, gentlemen. Well, we we we've uh we've had a good show. We've had a really good show. It's it's, it's gonna be an interesting week. I don't know. It doesn't look like we got many games coming up these next few days, but whichever ones we do, I guess we'll watch them. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Every every day you gotta look at your emails to see if there's been another postponement or a cancellation. So I wanna give a shout out to the Florida State uh University. 
I don't know what the S stands for, but the Ooh. high school athletics <laughs> soccer uh, district champs who won their first regional game with a shutout last night. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and a large part due to the daughter of the man below me. <laughs> this guy's daughter, where's he at? This guy's daughter played great. She did, along with her defenders, and um, it was it was good. She, uh, our our saying in the house is no goals, no so, goals. <laughs> no, no one gets goals, you at least have a chance to win. So, Charlie, are you a quiet watch the game parent, or I guarantee that. Yell, go get them, go get them. Allowed. I, I do more. I do more encouraging. Um, when I'm watching the game, as a as opposed to when I'm coaching, okay, which is kind of which is kind of opposite and bad. Um, I don't know why I do that. I, I have to get better at that. Um, do more encouraging, you know, while I'm coaching, but as a parent, you know, I'm always encouraging. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> so was that was homemade ice cream on the menu last night after to celebrate the win? It had to be. There had to be. Uh, no homemade ice cream, but she did make some uh, vegan uh, chocolate chip cookies. Listen. <laughs> for, for, uh, for Valentine's Day, so I had some of those. There you go. That sounds good. Listen, vegan chocolate chip cookies from Whole Foods is really amazing. So I, I, I'm, I'm not. I was actually impressed by vegan chocolate chip cookies more so than I thought I would be. <laughs> yeah, I, I eat the sugar, but apparently I don't. It's good in there. Just because it's just because it's plant based or vegan doesn't mean there's no sugar in it. Charlie, don't, don't do this. It's don't. sugar in everything, Lloyd. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Don't you know fruit? <laughs> Right. Yeah, when I did keto, I couldn't eat fruit. <laughs> eat fruit? Oh no! Oh, there's too much. There's too many carbs in fruit. Grapes and strawberries and stuff like that. What about apples, though? Yeah, apples is high too. I can't give up apples. <laughs> you find what you you That's find what you don't want to give up. I mean, I couldn't give up popcorn. I still had popcorn. Yeah, I you know. That gives up. Uh, that keeps the doctor away. Apparently, the apples do. So, I mean, yes, my, my wife is in the background, over in the kitchen, talking about it. that's your segment with the popcorn world. Yes, we have popcorn world as a sponsor. <laughs> Send me all the cans. <laughs> Send me all the cans. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm a big fan of just plain old butter. <laughs> Caramel corn to do too. We got to hook you up with the popcorn, Kendrick. We got to hook you up. You, you will, once you have popcorn world, you're probably not going to want to go any other direction. Between popcorn and steaks. There's <laughs> good things happening over here. Like, I mean, we, we're, we're lining up stuff that Charlie can't eat, but I mean, <laughs> the rest of the world is going to be happy. Hey, can we get them to uh, get into the uh, plant base? I bet you they have some kind of plant based popcorn. Something. No. Do it. Uh, it's the state. Um, we'll have to reach out to them. That's that's <laughs> hey. 
There's usually not a high ass plant-based steaks. <laughs> hey, they, hey, you can get plant-based White Castles now. You may as well get a plant-based steak. That just sounds blasphemous. Blasphemous. <laughs> plant-based White Castles? Come on now. <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a beautiful, beautiful uh, Thursday. I'm glad to be back with you. I'm glad that we have power. I'm thankful for that. Uh, yeah. Praying for the rest of Texas. Uh, that they will uh, be able to get their power restored here soon. We got still got a lot of friends and family who are having a hard time over these, uh, have been having a hard time these last uh, few days. Uh, and shout out to Ted Cruz who's on the plane on vacation. Um, God bless each and every one of you. <laughs> I had to get my little dig in. Tune in in an hour, though. I have a lot more to say about that. Um, so, Have a great, great day. We'll see you guys on next week with more Believe in the ACC. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.